from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where dad is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Tina is in Pensacola to start off this hour. Hi, Tina. How are you? I'm better than I deserve. How are you guys? Just the same. How can we help today? I was actually calling to talk to John. No offense, Dave, but I talked to John um, back in 2020. Um, late, about this time of the year, back in 2020, um, I called in, I was, my husband and I were in debt and I had just been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Oh man. Um, I, we had savings to pay off the debt, but I was, my husband and I were both scared to do so. Um, we were about $30,000 in debt back then. And um, John and your co-host at the time, you walked me through it. You gave me, um, gifted me a coach for four months, which was amazing. And um, I'm calling to give you an update. Love it. Well, thank you so much for circling back. One of the biggest challenges of this job is we talk to people for just a few minutes, and then we we they they head off into the ether. And so I'm really gracious that you uh, circle back. How you doing? Well, thank you. Um, my cancer is stable, so I went from, um, my gosh, we got to do all this, and I can't die and leave my husband in debt, and, um, you know, along with the grief process, that was a big worry for me, was that I was going to leave him with all this debt to worry about, as well as me, Hmm. you know, grieving me, um, of course, during that worry, I totally forgot that we have life insurance, so it wouldn't have been that, you know, the money part wouldn't have been as big a deal as I thought it was. But, you know, but, you, know you, don't, you don't think about that when you're in the thick of the fire. That's right. So that um, 26 and a half months later, uh, my diagnosis, I'm stable. My Excellent. cancer is under control, and it hasn't grown. It hasn't, it hasn't spread any further than it already has, and we're... We had some, you know, cash flowing, cash flowing, my medical stuff, um, you know, because insurance we have, but like co-pays and deductibles are expensive. Yep. Um, we've, we're back in about $10,000 with the debt because of it, but I have a plan. We're still on budget, and I've got about six months, and we'll be out of debt again. Wow. Along with still continuing to cash flow. Um, the debt came December of last year, um, hit us, um, with actually not mine. My husband needed some major dental work and, um, so we hadn't planned on that. So, so let's, let's put the, uh, let's put the debt down for a second. How are you? Mm-hmm. I am doing pretty, I'm, I have my ups and downs, you know, Sure. every, every day I am grateful and in gratitude to be here. I have sticky notes all over my, all over the house to remind myself that every day that I wake up and my feet hit the floor and I'm not in pain is a great, amazing day. There you go. How's your husband doing? He is, as long as I'm doing good, he's doing good. Okay. That's a lot of, hey, that's um, a lot of pressure on you. 
right? Because you get to have no, bad I'm days gonna... and he gets to have good days too. <laughs> no, when I have bad days, he, he tries to be strong for me, but I, um, I've i always been the one in the family to wear the weight of the sh- on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. So this has been an adjustment for both of us, for me um, allowing him to help me when I've always been the one helping him and the kids and everybody else. So that role change has been a learning curve, definitely, but my husband has um, been amazing and has stepped up to the plate more than I ever thought he not would, but could emotionally. Tina, I am... um You've made my heart feel big today, and I'm, I'm grateful for you. Um, I'll go home with a smile on my face. I'm glad you're still with us. And uh, I'm glad to hear about your hard work, uh, whether it's paying off debt or whether it is having to learn a new way to grieve or whether it is having to learn a new way to just to do life because you are the fixer. And all of a sudden, you needed somebody to sit down with you and say, how can I help? And you allowed them into your life. Um, it, it will go down as one of my life's great honors to having been able to talk to you and get to know you. And I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you so much for for blessing us and for all these people listening. You're welcome. Thank you for being there 10 years ago when I needed help. You didn't know where to turn. You got it. That's why we come down here, darling. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're doing well. That's a good word. That's a good word. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. You're right. What you said early in that call, we don't usually hear the end of the story. Yeah. Good or bad. Nah, we do hear good if they come and do their debt free scream. You know, you you I called in, Dave, and you yelled at me about my car payment and now here I'm two years later after I got pissed off at you and I <laughs> sold the car and yeah, we do get to hear the end of those stories. Uh, sometimes. But um but yeah, those kinds of things there, um uh you don't know how they're gonna turn out. Yeah. You know. Um we had a young man uh working for us that was on our payroll for the last two years, but has been uh, fighting cancer, and we just lost him. Yep. Um, uh, he graduated to heaven about uh, about six or eight weeks ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then we've got another team member that's been out two years fighting breast cancer, um, and she's back to work one day a week. Yep. Coming back a little bit at a time. Yeah. Her and her funny little haircut. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy for her funny little haircut. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, she was in back in last week, and we love her dearly, Melissa. And um, but she's been on the payroll f- again for two years, and while well, she's been fighting this stuff, and one, you know, graduates to heaven, and one gets to work in the coffee shop. So, so that's how I, it works. Um, the other day, uh, I was doing that show with uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson on his show, and we talked about how. Sometimes when you're working through anxiety, you tend to roll off and think of the worst case scenarios, the mm-hmm. worst thing that things are going to happen, and they tend to have a uh, compound interest effect. They take, they, you think about them, you start dwelling on them, you start rehearsing them, and they have a magical way of coming true. And self-fulfilling prophecy. You can do the other side too, and that's the part that we don't ever think of: is what if we started thinking about what happens in two years if I'm still here. What happens if my marriage is a little bit better? We've done hard work. It may not work out that way, but let's go ahead and live that way. And it doesn't always work out like some magical, you know, pixie dust. But when you do open your eyes two years, as she said, every day I open my eyes, put my feet on the floor. And I got another day and I got another day and I got another day. 
you look back over the last two years and you are amazed at how far you've come and it tends to have it just tends to have a compound interest effect in the positive way too the mind is very powerful dr caroline leith talks about that that yeah. the, a negative thought literally has a physical shape in the brain that's they've right. now found it yes uh, it looks like a pretty ugly little mushroom cloud <laughs> yeah, actually that's right she showed us pictures of it it's pretty incredible yeah, yeah. good the for positive you. thoughts are good there for too. You, tina. well done tina well done this is the ramsey show stupid oh my gosh what a mess stagflation inflation digestion it's all out there <laughs> indigestion indigestion america we want you to keep digesting yeah that's good now, we have a problem though i'm telling you <laughs> the economy's got you looking over your shoulders we hear it from everybody and we understand and that's why we're on the road doing the building wealth live events we're out here spreading hope, telling you you are in charge and you can do it. We want people to know that regardless of what's going on in Washington, D.C. with the Island Misfit Toys, that you are in a position to take care of your own life, and we will show you how. In fact, our Building Wealth Live events have been such a hit uh, that last week we added more cities to the spring lineup. Uh, we're heading to uh, Minneapolis uh, this week, and it is a sold-out event. Thank you very much. We're heading to San Antonio next week, and it is a sold-out event. Thank you very much. Uh, which is uh, me, Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman. And uh, we're adding Nashville January the 12th and Salt Lake City April the 24th. Tickets are on sale right now. Tickets start at $39. Don't wait to get your passes. Prices will be going up as we approach sellouts. We raise the prices. Uh, the other spring wealth, uh, spring building wealth live tours are sold out of the VIP levels, but we have general admissions. So here's the lineup: Nashville, January 12th; Indianapolis, February 16th; Austin, February 23rd; Salt Lake City, April 24th; and Anaheim, May 2nd. So head to RamseySolutions.com and reserve your seats right now while you can. So I don't know if you all have heard or not, but one of the things I hate, you know, any, anything that rips you people off out there, I hate it. And pretty much the people in those businesses hate me. So if you sell whole life life insurance, you're probably not a Dave Ramsey fan because I tell people that what you sell is screwing them and they shouldn't do it. Uh, if you sell credit cards, I tell people not to use them. If you sell car leases, I tell people it is the most expensive way to operate a vehicle because that's what my calculator and Smart Money Magazine agrees with me say. These are the things out there. Uh, one of the things we've told people not to do for years, and if you ever get stuck in one of these, or dadgum near impossible to get out, is a freaking timeshare. Don't go in the tiger cage. And that's what it is. If you go into one of these, I'm going to get a free weekend. Are you that cheap? I'm going to get a free weekend. And my return is because I don't value my dignity, my pride, or my time. I'm going to sit in a seven-hour presentation on uh, what a timeshare is, and um, that's going into the tiger cage. So you're going in there. You know the tiger's hungry. You know he's not been fed because that's pretty much a timeshare salesman. And you know you look like fresh meat because you is. 
And so then you end up, I know, Dave, but I just couldn't, I couldn't get away from them, and I signed it, and, and now I've got a timeshare. You got screwed. It's legalized fraud, one lawyer says. Well, here, this is coming out. Jury awards over $1 million to consumers in timeshare deception lawsuit against fantasy resorts. Okay, now the name should have got I you. I was going to say, don't ever buy something F- called A-N-T-A-S-E-A. Somebody sat down and was like, you know, it would be a great idea to buy something from This is like, fantasy. this is the worst of Trailer Park Redneck. That's incredible. Fantasy Resorts. It looks feels like a billboard you see driving it, down it the highway. It just screams, we're going to screw you. <laughs> and you, it just screams it, right? It's, uh, called, so, it's called Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, oh look, honey, it's catchy. Let's We're going to get caught. Let's buy it. A Superior Court jur- jury in New Jersey decided in favor of consumers deceived by the timeshare seller Fantasy Resorts, awarding the plaintiffs $1,069,285 for the Atlantic City Resorts' intentionally deceptive sales practices, which is the only ones they have. The jury agreed that Fantasy's tactics left consumers <laughs> with timeshare purchases they couldn't use as described no you're kidding i can imagine their attorney just got up in front of the judge and jury and said guys we called it fantasy come on (laughs) right there says it i mean can you not it's just like of course we're gonna rip you off with payments and rising maintenance fees they couldn't escape fantasy attacked (laughs) the deck against these families stacked the deck against these families from the start so the attorney, uh, we're grateful for the jury's hard work and willingness to hold them accountable. In trial, fantasy admitted to making knowingly false statements in, to lure potential buyers into binding timeshare sales agreements through a process that violated the New Jersey Real Estate Timeshare Act, RITA. So RITA didn't like fantasy. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but there's something going through my head right now. Okay. Me too. Keep moving on. Hey, listen. Just keep moving on. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny, but it'll get us thrown off the air. All right. Also misled consumer plaintiffs into believing that their purchase was a real estate investment. Oh, my God. Okay. How do you, how, where have you been living? Which cave, which rock are you under if you don't understand timeshares are an absolute screw job by now? Do not buy them under any circumstances in any setting. For what you pay for them, you could buy a freaking hotel by the time you're through. And you can't get out of them. They're dadgum near impossible to get away from them. You can't sell them. Nobody wants them because nobody's dumb enough to buy them except you. So stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And if stop you're ever it, about to it. buy something and you think, am I about to get screwed? And the name of the company is Fantasy. The answer is yes. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> I, I've been trashing timeshare companies for years. I have never seen this company name before today. No. This is classic. It's like it's, it's like the, a, the beverage in the ocean together. It's just the worst. All right, let's get serious and try to help some real people. <laughs> All right, moving on. Lloyd is with us in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Lloyd, what's up? Hey, Mr. Dave. Hey, Dr. Delaney. How y'all doing today? Great. How can we help? Yeah, so basically I lost my mom earlier this year, um, and she left some money to me and my siblings. And it's a substantial amount, around 45000 And I have a younger brother that is an addict. And I'm really just trying to figure out what I can do, you know, legally to 
keep him from getting that in his hands right away and try to spread it out possibly, or because I'm worried I'll just lose him, um, you know, either this year or next year whenever this money comes. And we've already lost three family members this year. So how old is really he? The question. He is 27. What's he addicted to? Um, heroin. Tough one. Yikes, man. Did he have a rough go of it as a kid? Um, no, him and my dad uh, both kind of got caught in it together, and then I lost my dad two weeks before I lost my mom okay. to it. You left him. You lost him to heroin? My dad, yep. He OD'd wow. two weeks before my mom died. Man, I'm sorry, dude. That's a lot of loss. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming uh, you guys have sat down with little brother and had interventions and walked him through and tried to get care for him and all that? Yeah, my mom sent him to like three different facilities over the past eight years. And, Who's the um, executor yeah. of the estate? So my mom didn't have a will um, because, you know, she she took her own life and my stepdad is the one that's kind of handling everything. She died, your mom died by suicide? Yeah. Good night. What a mess. <sighs> Childhood was chaos, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. a crazy year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a crazy it's life. It's been a crazy long couple of years, man. I'm so sorry, brother. Yeah. Wow. So sorry. Um, legally, there's nothing you can do. Unless the court makes a ruling as to his competency. If they okay. rule him as incompetent, then whatever. Now, your father-in-law has been appointed the executor and by the probate courts, I assume, or will be appointed that. Um, I, if I were him, I would go before the judge and tell the judge your problem and see if the judge will do anything to tie up this money. And he actually might, okay. given... This is one of those rare situations. There's enough stuff that's happened in a short enough period of time. mental illness and addiction in your family. He just might. Yeah. That he can look around and okay. go, look, we've, you know, dad dies of this, mom dies by suicide, kid's 27, he's been in and out of rehab. This might be the death blow for him. Yeah. Um, and the other route to go is much more expensive and harder, and that is to go before the circuit court and have him declared mentally incompetent to take care of himself therefore he can't manage any assets and you keep everything away from him uh that's a big responsibility you're taking on when you do that too this is the ramsey show Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products? Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. 
you jump in and we'll talk. So, John, I want to circle back on that last call for just a second because um, I've gotten that call over the 30 years or some version of it many times. My sibling is addicted or my sibling is irresponsible and they're getting ready to receive an inheritance. How can I keep them from getting it, basically, uh, and doing harm to themselves or at, at a minimum squandering the money? Um, I get that call a lot, and I think this is one of those um, you got to get upstream things. Absolutely. You know, if if there's uh, if you keep jumping in the river and saving drowning children, you eventually need to stop doing that and go upstream and see who's throwing the kids into the lake. That's right. Throw them, who's throwing them into the river? Why are they coming down drowning? You got to you got to get upstream and stop the problem at its core, uh, pull it out by the roots, um, and, and it's too late to do that when there's an inheritance on the way because someone has just passed away. Now, that one was particularly tragic right. that just called. But um, uh, the the only thing that you out there can do is do an estate plan and don't put people in it that are irresponsible. Uh, you're not – when you give someone money, when, some, when someone gets money, whether it's given to them or whether it's earned, it mag- – me included, you included – it magnifies who you are. Money doesn't make people evil. It reveals that they're evil. Money doesn't make people good and generous. It reveals that they're good and generous. It magnifies who you are. That's what money does. And sometimes people get confused and they think, well, you know, uh, the Bible says that money is the root of all evil. No, it doesn't. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And there's lots of warnings in Scripture about wealth because it magnifies who you are. And so, yeah, if you've got someone who's misbehaving and they get money from an inheritance, it's going to magnify their misbehavior. So you as a parent, you as a grandparent are not blessing them. You're funding their misbehavior. I think it's it's worse. I think you're cursing them. Yeah. You are providing them with gasoline on a fire that they have lost control of at this time and i'm not i'm not even throwing grenades at someone who's lost control this young man that we just talked to mom dies by suicide dad introduces him to heroin at a young age um i'm not gonna hate that kid for having a drug problem he's man the two people are supposed to love and protect him dragged him right through the middle of it but to hand that kid a blank check is to say hey your life's out of control it's on fire Here's some gasoline, and it's it's um, obviously that situation's different. But if you think you are loving your kids by not having a hard conversation, by not saying, um, uh, not doing the hard thing of getting a will, man, you're just Dave and I just see the other side of it, man. And it's these kids that get these checks, and or these adults that are now that formerly kids that are now adults that get these checks, and it's just madness. It's just madness. And if you're the if you're the sibling, and you're the, you're not the prodigal son. You're the prodigal son's older brother. Check yourself too, because it's real easy to be like, well, I followed all the rules and I did everything right, and I don't want them getting the money because they've always been the sass or they left town or they. Man, your parents get to do with their parents' money what your parents are going to do with your parents' money, right? Yeah, and and here's the, you really can't legally uh, keep someone from being stupid. You're stupid. asking the court. Stupid to is take not illegal. Away. We don't yes. have prisons that large. You're asking, the, <laughs> you're asking the courts to take away somebody's civil rights, and that's no. a high bar. Yeah, that's a really high bar. You got to prove medically beyond a shadow of a doubt. Cody's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Cody, what's up? 
Oh, well, not much. Hope everybody's doing well. Thanks for taking the call. Sure, man. How can we help? i got a quick question. So I'm an electrical designer in Charlotte, North Carolina, where construction, especially in the multifamily business, is outrageously busy right now. Um, my company is a small company. Uh, we are always in need of more electrical designers, but there's nobody applying for the job. My company has treated me well. It's the first company I've ever worked for. I've been here seven and a half years now. Um, they have offered me a kind of a, a private deal. Uh, it's a supplemental executive retirement plan, which I didn't even know existed until a couple months ago. Um, they are pretty much saying, you know, if you stay for this certain amount of time, we'll give you a lot sum of money. Um, I'm one of the hardest working people here working way more than I should. Um, there are other companies that are trying to hire me pretty much knocking my doors down. Um, and being a loyal person that would never dream of leaving outside of the reason of a terrible work life balance and just overall a lot of stress. Um, just wanted to get everybody's opinion on, on what, what my next approach should be. Hmm. I, Dave challenged me on this pushback on me if I'm wrong here. Um, Cody, I always, I always want to know why I'll be worth that money in five years and I'm not now. Um, exactly. If, I, if I'm worth extra dollars, then what you're trying to do is you're trying to buy my inability to move. And as a business owner, as a guy who's led um, a number of teams, I want to make the the life of my teammates so good that they have to think hard about leaving. I don't want them to, I don't want to own them. And so they're shackled to me for the next four years. That just seems backwards to me. I'd rather pay really well right now. And like Dave has done for me, encourage me, hey, go home because we're playing a long game here. Um, I have a tendency to overwork like you do and just keep grinding and grinding and grinding. Um, and so I also have a tendency to burn myself out. And so I, 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 th- this is your first job. I remember that loyalty that, hey, you hired me, so I have to give you my soul. Um, my gut says, man, it's time for you to go. Dave, what do you think? How old are you? I'm 27. I'm about to be 28 next month. How many people in the firm? Uh, 14. It started with seven. Um, I was one of seven. How many of them are older than you? Double. Um, everybody except for two. Okay. And you've been there five years? Seven and a half. Seven and a half years. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I've been there since I was a young grasshopper. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, here's the thing. You, you're an engineer. So yes, sir. by definition, you're a detail guy. Uh, so yeah. uh, 100% of the systems that you involve yourself in will not work to your satisfaction. Correct. <laughs> that includes your marriage, parenting, right. everything. <laughs> because you're a detail guy, okay, and you're a rule follower, and uh, that's where this duty and loyalty comes from as well. And so um, that's an admirable quality. Uh, I think what you need to do is you need to say, what circumstances would cause me to want to stay here? A check five years from now is not one of them. Uh, a reasonable number of hours is one of them. And I think maybe you um, – 
you know, I, I used to have an old pastor that every time I, when I first became a Christian, I would go into his office and I would complain about stuff at the church and he'd make me head of the committee to fix it. <laughs> and, um, I looked up yeah. and I was on 10 committees before I figured out his system. And so, um, yeah, so maybe you start working on leadership skills and start talking to the team, to the owners about moving, uh, and taking over some of these areas that are a hot mess and maybe you can clean them up and maybe you get paid for that also. And, uh, then maybe we work, you know, 40 or 50 hours and not 80 or 90. Uh, and so under those two circumstances, I would stay if I could have some influence on the systems that are broken. And if I can get a reasonable number of hours to work, I would stay. Those are deal breakers for me if I'm in your shoes and I'm ready to go. If they're not willing to fix the hot mess, I can't stand looking at this hot mess anymore. I've I've reached the end of my patience with it. And um, I've either got to help you fix it or i got to leave it to you. One of the two. And uh, that's when it's time to go. That's what I would do. Hey, man, thanks for calling in. Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Jordan Peterson said, don't underestimate the power of vision and direction. These are irresistible forces able to transform what might appear to be unconquerable, unconquerable obstacles into traversable pathways and expanding opportunities. Oh my God, Jordan. All right, let me try it again. I don't even know what it says. All right, don't underestimate the power of vision and direction. Okay. These, our vision and direction, are irresistible forces. Yes. Able to transform. Yes. What might appear to be unconquerable, conquerable objects, obstacles, into traversable pathways and expanding opportunities. He sounds like a college professor, and he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. I love Jordan, and I, I, I mean, I like a lot of what he says. Obviously, he's a very polarizing character. Yeah. People get really, really pissed off. We booked him to speak at, uh, at our Entree Leadership Summit this year. He's one of our speakers coming up in May, and a number of people are highly excited that he's coming, and another number of people are highly pissed off that he's coming. I can't believe Dave Ramsey associated himself with a— With what? I mean, just because you don't like what he says? Oh, well. Listen, I don't do cancel culture. Just don't go. It's okay. You know, don't listen to the show. And now we were out in Sacramento the other day, and they called and said they want Dr. John Deloney on his on Jordan's podcast. So um, we we hung around a little while, and you got to go over and do the podcast and hang out. And um, that'll be airing in a few weeks. And um, you know, you got people mad at you. Lose you're losing Instagram followers. Oh darn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna make it. but uh, we'll let you guys know when that air is airing because I would love to hear the conversation between you two. I bet it was fabulous. It was, well, it was just <laughs> it was two nerds trying to figure it out, right? And uh, he's a he was extremely hospitable, very very kind, and um, yeah, I think we had a great discussion on on fifty different topics, which he is he's known for, and um, 
was gracious. I don't listen to his podcast all the time, but I've listened to three or four different ones when certain people were on that I loved, and I listened to him on Rogan. Yeah. And that's a fascinating discussion. Yeah. Those long-form, you know, two-hour interviews and that kind of stuff, fascinating. And we spent two hours together. What he's really good at is taking an idea uh, that sounds good on on the table, and he'll run it all the way to the ends of that idea and see if it still holds. The, uh, the unintended consequence. That's right. And um, if it holds, he'll circle back and say, you were right, and um, I, I wasn't. And if it doesn't hold, he'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Critical thinking skills are more than just the end of the week. Yeah, but I think what he does that's a gift is he talks he, – I tell somebody, think critically, but I don't – show you how to do that and if you'll hang with him long enough he'll walk you through here's the critical thinking process here's where this ends and it ends in ashes or it ends in like you said you go get over these obstacles and things work out great for you so it's it's really a like uh sitting down with an hvac guy who's walking you through how to wire this thing together that's what he's doing except with how to think yeah very interesting yeah austin is with us austin is in amarillo austin welcome to the ramsey show hey thank you so much for having me guys i really appreciate it sure what's up all right. Um, first, I just want to say I'm I'm really looking forward to that podcast episode. I will definitely be tuning into it. Well, and thanks. then, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, so just to start, um, so I'm so new to everything finance, which is a terrible thing to say because I'm 28 years old. But um, my wife and I have been married for seven years, and I actually just got a better job, making uh, quite a bit more money than I have in the past. We have two credit cards with credit card debt on them. We have her car payment, and we also have our house payment. I just want to know what I can do to like get us out of debt as soon as possible and do it right and get her on board with everything because I'm so new to all this and, but I'm loving it. I've been listening to GL show for, for weeks now and I'm listening to uh, total money makeover, the audiobook right now. And it's just been completely inspiring and just trying to do whatever I can to get out of debt and not be stupid. Like I almost did today and buy a motorcycle. <laughs> so no, um, <laughs> definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah. So what are you making now? Um, so total for my wife and I together, we're making around 91 before taxes. Good for you. Way Thank to you go. very much. Yeah, I'm very grateful. It's a blessing. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, you've seen the baby steps in Total Money Makeover. And if you've been listening three or four weeks, you've heard us talk about, you know, stop everything till you got $1,000. Anything above $1,000 you have, not counting retirement. Uh, we're going to dump it on the next step, baby step two, and list all your debts, your car payments, your credit cards, your student loans, whatever, smallest to largest. We're going to attack them in that order, paying minimum payments on everything but the little one. You've seen all that, haven't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so that's that's the system. That's the process to follow. And it, it is fairly straightforward and simple. There's some nuances to it that people call and want to know about from time to time or know if they're most often they want to know if they're the exception and the answer is no. Um, so this is the system. It works. 10 million people have done it. And um, as far as getting her on board, um, I need you need to know that uh, you're uh, a few weeks ahead of her in consuming this information. So you're a few weeks ahead of her with your newfound excitement for the subject. Uh, so yes, don't expect definitely yeah, true. so don't expect her to be at the same level of excitement that you have because she doesn't have the same information you've got. So how do we solve that? Well, you start sharing with her. Hey, here's what I'm reading, and this is getting me excited. Here's why I'm excited. I think we could live with no payments, and I think we would become wealthy if we did that. And I think we could travel more and be more generous and 
uh, fund our kids' college and do a bunch of high-quality things if we would get control of this area and clean it up. And uh, I'd like for us to continue to talk about this and learn about it. And um, you know, I, I don't and I, and I don't want to be in a situation where I'm like preaching at you. I want you to to learn this stuff with me. So here's the audio book. Here's the podcast. Give it a listen. Or you know, I've had spouses that said, "Okay, we're going on a weekend trip," and they listen to the podcast the whole trip and trap their spouse in the car and won't let them out and that kind of stuff. We you know that. But then they come back, you know, converted not by me but by new information. Your brain. Austin, can I tell you what? Um, I'm a West Texas guy. I married a West Texas girl. Can I tell you what I told my wife? Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm all ears. Um, I, I sat down and said, I'm really scared. I've put our family in a position to where we are not financially safe, and we are one mistake away, and I played a huge role in this, and I'm scared. Would you join me in doing something else? And my wife got choked up and she said i've been waiting for this conversation for a long time it would took me taking a knee and um you're gonna have to be there in amarillo and you're gonna have to not buy motorcycles and you're gonna have to not lift your truck any higher than it already is it's too high already you're gonna have to not eat all that barbecue and y'all are gonna have to just get after it and you'll have a group of people that think you're nuts and you're not being a true texan and there's gonna be other people that wink at you and they nod and those are usually the ranchers and they know what a life is with no debt and they're going to say go get them buddy right and you're going to wake up let me let me tell you on the other end of this thing it is like nothing you can imagine the freedom it's just it's just freedom yeah i definitely want that i want to not have the stress of just finances anymore like you know the feeling of drowning i really don't want to have that anymore like the feeling of being afraid of just going out and spending any money on any food like you know it's like i don't want to have that feeling anymore so yeah so i used to work for a guy that was um he was in the process of building his wealth and he i said what's your goal and he goes i want to have enough money that i can read the menu left to right oh man that's a good wow (laughs) instead of starting with the price i get to just pick out what i want and then look at the price (laughs) i don't know how much money that is but that's that's a good that's a good goal i like that goal sharon ramsey's goal was we were so dadgum broke and bankrupt and lost as a ball in tall weed so her goal was i want to go to the grocery store and buy anything i want (laughs) fill up two buggies I want to be able to not say no at the grocery store. And I went, that's really not that much money. I mean, right. I, think, I think we can get there on that one. Mine was, Dave, I j- all I wanted, I was so desperate for, was one night of sleep. I just want to sleep. And you hear me talk about that a lot. And it's because that, that I didn't sleep for so long. And I thought it was this. I thought it was this. I thought it was this. And it wasn't. It was this six-figure debt that was just hounding me, man. It was yeah. hounding me, hounding me, hounding Financial me. Financial peace. Man. Real real hey hang on brother we'll sign you guys up for financial peace university you and your wife go through that together if you'll go through the class together uh, i 100 percent guarantee you you will do this stuff if you do it together it'll work and you'll both be on the same page and we're really good in financial peace university by getting everybody to do it once you're in there but you got to plug in and you got to do it but we'll give it to you as a gift and get you guys started thank you for calling in that puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.
Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.